Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast, delivering God's word to you every day, walking with fellow Christians through the entire Bible in one year. Each book of the Bible is read by a different member of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, bringing new voices to a timeless story. Let's hear God's word for today. 1 Chronicles chapter 13. David consulted with all his leaders, the commanders of hundreds and of thousands. Then he said to the whole assembly of Israel, If it seems good to you, and if this is from the Lord our God, let's spread out and send the message to the rest of our relatives in all the districts of Israel, including the priests and the Levites in their cities with pasture lands, that they should gather with us. Then let's bring back the ark of our God, for we did not inquire of him in Saul's days. Since the proposal seemed right to all the people, the whole assembly agreed to do it. So David assembled all Israel, from the Shehor of Egypt to the entrance of Hamath, to bring the ark of God from Kiriath-Jerim. David and all Israel went to Baalah, that is Kiriath-Jerim, that belongs to Judah, to take from there the ark of God, which bears the name of the Lord who is enthroned between the cherubim. And in Abinadab's house, They set the ark of God on a new cart. Utsah and Ahio were guarding. Utsah and Ahio were guiding the cart. David and all Israel were dancing with all their might before God with songs and with lyres, harps, tambourines, cymbals, and trumpets. When they came to Kaidan's threshing floor, Utsah reached out to hold the ark because the oxen had stumbled. And the Lord's anger burned against Utsah, and he struck him dead because he had reached out to the ark. So he died there in the presence of God. David was angry because of the Lord's outburst against Utsa, so he named that place Outburst Against Utsa, as it is still named today. David feared God that day and said, How can I ever bring the ark of God to me? So David did not bring the ark of God home to the city of David. Instead, he diverted it to the house of Obed-Edom of Gath. The ark of God remained with Obed-Edom's family in his house for three months, and the Lord blessed his family and all that he had. First Chronicles chapter 14 King Hiram of Tyre sent envoys to David, along with cedar logs, stonemasons, and carpenters, to build a palace for him. Then David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel, and that his kingdom had been exalted for the sake of his people Israel. David took more wives in Jerusalem, and he became the father of more sons and daughters. These are the names of the children born to him in Jerusalem, Shemua, Shobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Elishua, Elipedet, Noga, Nepheg, Jiphia, Elishama, Beliada, and Eliphalet. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel, they all went in search of David. When David heard of this, he went out to face them. Now the Philistines had come and raided the Rephaim Valley. So David inquired of God, Should I attack the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? The Lord replied, Attack, and I will hand them over to you. So the Israelites went up to Baal-perazim, and David defeated the Philistines there. Then David said, Like a bursting flood, God has used me to burst out against my enemies. Therefore, they named that place, The Lord Bursts Out. 
The Philistines abandoned their idols there, and David ordered that they be burned in the fire. Once again, the Philistines raided in the valley, so David again inquired of God, and God answered him, Do not pursue them directly. Circle around them and attack them opposite the balsam trees. When you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees, then go out into battle, for God will have gone out ahead of you to strike down the army of the Philistines. So David did as God commanded him, and they struck down the Philistine army from Gibeon to Getzer. Then David's fame spread throughout the lands, and the Lord caused all the nations to be terrified of him. First Chronicles chapter 15 David built houses for himself in the city of David, and he prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched a tent for it. Then David said, No one but the Levites may carry the ark of God, because the Lord has chosen them to carry the ark of the Lord and to minister before him forever. David assembled all Israel at Jerusalem to bring the ark of the Lord to the place he had prepared for it. Then he gathered together the descendants of Aaron and the Levites, from the Kohathites, Uriel, the leader, and 120 of his relatives, from the Merariites, Asiah, the leader, and 220 of his relatives, from the Gershomites, Joel, the leader, and 130 of his relatives, from the Elizaphanites, Shemaiah, the leader, and 200 of his relatives, from the Hebronites, Eliel, the leader, and 80 of his relatives, from the Utzielites, Aminadab, the leader, and 112 of his relatives. David summoned the priests of Zadok and Abiathar, and the Levites Uriel, Asiah, Joel, Shemaiah, Eliel, and Aminadab. He said to them, You are the heads of the Levite families. You and your relatives must consecrate yourselves, so that you may bring the ark of the Lord God of Israel to the place I have prepared for it. For the Lord our God burst out in anger against us, because you Levites were not with us the first time, for we did not inquire of him about proper procedures. So the priests and the Levites consecrated themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel. Then the Levites carried the ark of God the way Moses has commanded, according to the word of the Lord, on their shoulders with the poles. And David told the leaders of the Levites to appoint their relatives as singers and to have them raise their voices with joy, accompanied with musical instruments, harps, lyres, and cymbals. So the Levites appointed Haman, son of Joel, from his relatives Asaph, the son of Berechiah, and from their relatives, the Merites, Ethan, the son of Cushiah, and with them their relatives second in rank, Zechariah, Jaaziel, Shemiramoth, Jehiel, Uni, Eliab, Benaiah, Maasiah, Mattathiah, Eliphalehu, Mekniah, and the gatekeepers, Obed-Edom, and Jeeliel. The singers Haman, Asaph, and Ethan were to sound the bronze cymbals, Zechariah, Aziel, Shemiramoth, Jeliel, Uni, Eliab, Masaiah, and Benaiah were to play harps according to the Alamoth, and Mattathiah, Eliphalehu, Mekniah, Obed-Edom, Jeeliel, Aziah were to lead the music with lyres according to the Shemian. Cheniah, the leader of the Levites in music, was to direct the music because he was skillful. Berechiah and Elkanah were to be the gatekeepers for the ark. The priests, Shebaniah, Jehoshaphat, Nathaniel, Amasai, Zechariah, Benaiah, and Eliezer were to blow trumpets before the ark of God. Obed-Edom and Jehiah were also to be gatekeepers for the ark. David, the elders of Israel, and the commanders of thousands went with rejoicing to bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord from the house of Obed-Edom, because God helped the Levites who were carrying the ark of the covenant of the Lord 
With God's help, they sacrificed seven bulls and seven rams. Now David was dressed in a robe of fine linen, as were all the Levites who were carrying the ark, as well as the singers, and Shenaniah, the music leader of the singers. David also wore a linen ephod. So all Israel brought up the ark of the covenant of the Lord with shouts, the sound of the ram's horn, trumpets and cymbals, and the playing of harps and lyres. As the ark of the covenant of the Lord was entering the city of David, Saul's daughter Michal looked down from the window and saw King David leaping and dancing, and she despised him in her heart. Galatians chapter 3 You foolish Galatians, who has cast a spell on you before whose eyes Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified? I only want to learn this from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? After beginning by the Spirit, are you now finishing by the flesh? Did you experience so much for nothing, if in fact it was for nothing? So then, does God give you the Spirit and work miracles among you by your doing the works of the law? Or is it by believing what you heard, just like Abraham who believed God, and it was credited to him for righteousness. You know, then, that those who have faith, these are Abraham's sons. Now the scripture saw in advance that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and proclaimed the gospel ahead of time to Abraham, saying, All the nations will be blessed through you. Consequently, those who have faith are blessed with Abraham who had faith. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. Because it is written, Everyone who does not do everything written in the book of the law is cursed. Now it is clear that no one is justified before God by the law, because the righteous will live by faith. But the law is not based on faith. Instead, the one who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, because it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. The purpose was that the blessing of Abraham would come to the Gentiles by Christ Jesus, so that we could receive the promised Spirit through faith. Brothers and sisters, I'm using a human illustration. No one sets aside or makes additions to a validated human will. Now the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. He does not say, and to the seeds, as though referring to many, but referring to one, and to your seed, who is Christ. My point is this. The law, which came 430 years later, does not invalidate a covenant previously established by God and thus cancel the promise. For if the inheritance is based on the law, it is no longer based on the promise, but God has graciously given it to Abraham through the promise. Why, then, was the law given? It was added for the sake of transgressions until the seed to whom the promise was made would come. The law was put into effect through angels by means of a mediator. Now a mediator is not just for one person alone, but God is one. Is the law therefore contrary to God's promises? Absolutely not. For if the law had been granted with the ability to give life, then righteousness would certainly be on the basis of the law. But the scripture imprisoned everything under sin's power, so that the promise might be given on the basis of faith 
in Jesus Christ to those who believe. Before this faith came, we were confined under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith was revealed. The law, then, was our guardian until Christ, so that we could be justified by faith. But since that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian, for through faith you are all sons of God in Christ Jesus. For those of you who are baptized into Christ have been clothed with Christ. There is no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male and female, since you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promise. This has been the Bible 365 Podcast, a production of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Edmond, Oklahoma, in collaboration with Cinematic Waves, TV and film post-production studios. The Christian Standard Bible is copyright 2017 by Holman Bible Publishers, used by permission. Having heard the word for today, may the same Holy Spirit who inspired Scripture now inspire faith in you to live each day as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Love God, love one another, and love your neighbor.